0: Section 18 of Commentary on the Epistles of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Commentary on the Epistles of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians, Volume 1 by john calvin translated by rev john pringle first corinthians chapter three verses five to nine who then is paul and who is apollos but ministers by whom ye believed even as the lord gave to every man i have planted apollos watered but god gave the increase SO THEN, NEITHER IS HE THAT PLANTETH ANYTHING, NEITHER HE THAT WATERETH, BUT GOD THAT GIVETH THE INCREASE. NOW HE THAT PLANTETH, AND HE THAT WATERETH ARE ONE, AND EVERY MAN SHALL RECEIVE HIS OWN REWARD ACCORDING TO HIS OWN LABOR. FOR WE ARE LABORERS TOGETHER WITH GOD. YE ARE GOD'S HUSBANDRY, YE ARE GOD'S BUILDING five who then is paul here he begins to treat of the estimation in which ministers ought to be held and the purpose for which they have been set apart by the lord he names himself and apollos rather than others that he may avoid any appearance of envy what else says he are all ministers appointed for but to bring you to faith through means of their preaching from this paul infers that no man ought to be gloried in for faith allows of no glorying except in christ alone hence those that extol men above measure strip them of their true dignity for the grand distinction of them all is that they are ministers of faith or in other words that they gain disciples to christ not to themselves now though he appears in this way to depreciate the dignity of ministers yet he does not assign it a lower place than it ought to hold for he says much when he says that we receive faith through their ministry nay farther THE EFFICACY OF EXTERNAL DOCTRINE RECEIVES HERE EXTRAORDINARY COMMENDATION WHEN IT IS SPOKEN OF AS THE INSTRUMENT OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, AND PASTORS ARE HONORED WITH NO COMMON TITLE OF DISTINCTION WHEN GOD IS SAID TO MAKE USE OF THEM AS HIS MINISTERS FOR DISPENSING THE INESTIMABLE TREASURE OF FAITH AS THE LORD HATH GIVEN TO EVERY MAN in the greek words used by paul the particle of comparison hos as is placed after hekastoi to every man but the order is inverted hence to make the meaning more apparent i have rendered it sicut unicuique as to every man rather than unicuique sicut to every man as in some manuscripts however the particle kai and is wanting and it is all in one connection thus ministers by whom ye believed as the lord gave to every man if we read it in this way the latter clause will be added to explain the former so that Paul explains what he meant by the term minister. Those are ministers whose services God makes use of, not as though they could do anything by their own efforts, but in so far as they are guided by his hand as instruments. The rendering that I have given, however, is, in my opinion, the more correct one. If we adopt it, the statement will be more complete for it will consist of two clauses in this way in the first place those are ministers who have devoted their services to christ that you might believe in him farther they have nothing of their own to pride themselves upon inasmuch as they do nothing of themselves and have no power to do anything otherwise than by the gift of god and every man according to his own measure, which shows that whatever each individual has is derived from another. In fine, he unites them all together as by a mutual bond, inasmuch as they require each other's assistance. Six. I have planted, Apollos watered he unfolds more clearly the nature of that ministry by a similitude in which the nature of the word and the use of preaching are most appropriately depicted that the earth may bring forth fruit there is need of ploughing and sowing and other means of culture but after all this has been carefully done the husbandman's labor would be of no avail did not the lord from heaven give the increase by the breaking forth of the sun and still more by his wonderful and secret influence hence although the diligence of the husbandman is not in vain nor the seed that he throws in useless yet it is only by the blessing of god that they are made to prosper for what is more wonderful than that the seed after it has rotted springs up again in like manner the word of the lord is seed that is in its own nature fruitful ministers are as it were husbandmen that plow and sow then follow other helps as for example irrigation ministers too act a corresponding part when after casting the seed into the ground they give help to the earth as much as is in their power until it bring forth what it has conceived but as for making their labor actually productive that is a miracle of divine grace not a work of human industry observe however in this passage how necessary the preaching of the word is and how necessary the continuance of it it were undoubtedly as easy a thing for god to bless the earth without diligence on the part of men so as to make it bring forth fruit of its own accord as to draw out or rather press out its increase at the expense of much assiduity on the part of men and much sweat and sorrow but as the lord hath so ordained first corinthians chapter nine verse fourteen that man should labor and that the earth on its part yield a return to his culture let us take care to act accordingly in like manner it were perfectly in the power of god without the aid of men if it so pleased him to produce faith in persons while asleep but he has appointed it otherwise so that faith is produced by hearing romans chapter ten verse seventeen that man then who in the neglect of this means expects to attain faith acts just as if the husbandman throwing aside the plough taking no care to sow and leaving off all the labor of husbandry were to open his mouth expecting food to drop into it from heaven as to continuance we see what paul says here that it is not enough that the seed be sown if it is not brought forward from time to time by new helps he then who has already received the seed has still need of watering, nor must endeavours be left off until full maturity has been attained, or, in other words, till life is ended. Apollos, then, who succeeded Paul in the ministry of the word at Corinth, is said to have watered what he had sown. 7. Neither is he that planteth anything. It appears nevertheless from what has been already said that their labor is of some importance we must observe therefore why it is that paul thus depreciates it and first of all it is proper to notice that he is accustomed to speak in two different ways of ministers as well as of sacraments for in some cases he views a minister as one that has been set apart by the lord for in the first instance regenerating souls and afterwards nourishing them up unto eternal life for remitting sins john chapter 20 verse 23 for renewing the minds of men for raising up the kingdom of christ and destroying that of satan viewed in that aspect he does not merely assign to him the duty of planting and watering but furnishes him besides with the efficacy of the holy spirit that his labor may not be in vain thus in another passage he calls himself a minister of the spirit and not of the letter inasmuch as he writes the word of the lord on men's hearts second corinthians chapter three verse six in other cases he views a minister as one that is a servant not a master an instrument not the hand and in short as man not god viewed in that aspect he leaves him nothing but his labor and that too dead and powerless if the lord does not make it efficacious by his spirit the reason is that when it is simply the ministry that is treated of we must have an eye not merely to man but also to god working in him by the grace of the spirit not as though the grace of the spirit were invariably tied to the word of man but because christ puts forth his power in the ministry which he has instituted in such a manner that it is made evident that it was not instituted in vain in this manner he does not take away or diminish anything that belongs to him with the view of transferring it to man for he is not separated from the minister but on the contrary his power is declared to be efficacious in the minister but as we sometimes in so far as our judgment is depraved take occasion improperly from this to extol men too highly we require to distinguish for the purpose of correcting this fault and we must set the lord on the one side and the minister on the other and then it becomes manifest how indigent man is in himself and how utterly devoid of efficacy let it be known by us therefore that in this passage ministers are brought into comparison with the lord and the reason of this comparison is that mankind while estimating grudgingly the grace of god are too lavish in their commendations of ministers and in this manner they snatch away what is god's with the view of transferring it to themselves at the same time he always observes a most becoming medium for when he says that god giveth the increase he intimates by this that the efforts of men themselves are not without success the case is the same as to the sacraments as we shall see elsewhere hence although our heavenly father does not reject our labor in cultivating his field and does not allow it to be unproductive yet he will have its success depend exclusively upon his blessing that he may have the entire praise accordingly if we are desirous to make any progress in laboring in striving In pressing forward let it be known by us that we will make no progress unless he prospers our labors our strivings and our assiduity in order that we may commend ourselves and everything we do to his grace 8 he that planteth and he that watereth are one he shows farther from another consideration that the corinthians are greatly to blame in abusing with a view to maintain their own sects and parties the names of their teachers who in the meantime are with united efforts aiming at one and the same thing and can by no means be separated or torn asunder without at the same time leaving off the duties of their office they are one says he in other words they are so linked together that their connection does not allow of any separation because all ought to have one end in view and they serve one lord and are engaged in the same work hence if they employ themselves faithfully in cultivating the lord's field they will maintain unity and by mutual communication will help each other so far from their names serving as standards to stir up contendings here we have a beautiful passage for exhorting ministers to concord meanwhile however he indirectly reproves those ambitious teachers who by giving occasion for contentions discovered thereby that they were not the servants of christ but the slaves of vain glory that they did not employ themselves in planting and watering but in rooting up and burning every man will receive his own reward here he shows what is the end that all ministers should have in view not to catch the applause of the multitude but to please the lord this too he does with the view of calling to the judgment seat of god those ambitious teachers who were intoxicated with the glory of the world and thought of nothing else and at the same time admonishing the corinthians as to the worthlessness of that empty applause which is drawn forth by elegance of expression and vain ostentation he at the same time discovers in these words the fearlessness of his conscience inasmuch as he ventures to look forward to the judgment of god without dismay for the reason why ambitious men recommend themselves to the esteem of the world is that they have not learned to devote themselves to god and that they do not set before their eyes christ's heavenly kingdom accordingly as soon as god comes to be seen that foolish desire of gaining man's favor disappears nine for we are fellow laborers with god here is the best argument it is the lord's work that we are employed in and it is to him that we have devoted our labors hence as he is faithful and just he will not disappoint us of our reward that man accordingly is mistaken who looks to man or depends merely on their remuneration here we have an admirable commendation of the ministry that while god could accomplish the work entirely himself he calls us puny mortals to be as it were his coadjutors and makes use of us as instruments as to the perversion of this statement by the papists for supporting their system of free will it is beyond measure silly for paul shows here not what men can affect by their natural powers but what the lord accomplishes through means of them by his grace as to the exposition given by some that paul being god's workman was a fellow workman with his colleagues that is with the other teachers it appears to me harsh and forced and there is nothing whatever in the case that shuts us up to have recourse to that refinement for it corresponds admirably with the apostle's design to understand him to mean that while it is peculiarly the work of god to build his temple or cultivate his vineyard he calls forth ministers to be fellow-laborers by means of whom he alone works but at the same time in such a way that they in their turn labor in common with him as to the reward of works consult my institutes god's husbandry god's building these expressions may be explained in two ways they may be taken actively in this sense you have been planted in the lord's field by the labor of men in such a way that our heavenly father himself is the true husbandman and the author of this plantation you have been built up by men in such a way that he himself is the true master builder or it may be taken in a passive sense Thus in laboring to till you and to sow the word of god among you and water it we have not done this on our own account or with a view to advantage to accrue to us but have devoted our service to the lord in our endeavors to build you up we have not been influenced by a view to our own advantage but with a view to your being god's planting and building this latter interpretation i rather prefer for i am of opinion that paul meant here to express the idea that true ministers labor not for themselves but for the lord hence it follows that the corinthians were greatly to blame in devoting themselves to men while of right they belonged exclusively to God. And in the first place, he calls them his husbandry, following out the metaphor previously taken up, and then afterwards, with the view of introducing himself to a larger discussion, he makes use of another metaphor derived from architecture. End of section 18.